Hi, I'm Dan Cottrell, editor of Rugby Coach Weekly. You're about to jump into one of our podcasts. If you want to find out more about this podcast and also all of the great content, drills, activities, games and advice on the website, then go over to www.rugbycoachweekly.net. I hope you enjoy the podcast. So how many questions on that Google form? Three. Super short answer. What do you enjoy? What don't you enjoy? And what's one thing we can change to make the experience better? Rugby Coach Weekly presents The Coaching Knife, where we cut to the root, cut out the fluff, and challenge the masters of their domain to cut to the chase. Welcome to The Coaching Knife, where we cut to the root of the matter. In this episode, we speak to J.P. Nurban, author, coach for coaches, podcaster, and culture coach. Focusing on intentionality in coaching, we're going to cut to the root on why it's important to have a clear idea or direction in coaching. JP, you ready for the knife? Yeah, let's go. What is meant by intentionality? So uh, intentionality, I think, is one of the biggest missing pieces within coaching. I think a lot of people have a vision for what they're trying to create, the team, the culture, the impact uh, that they want to have on the athletes. Uh, the other thing is I think a lot of people do come at it with a transformational type coaching or le- or servant leadership mindset. Okay, like they're so there. A transformational servant leadership. What does that, what do they mean? Yeah. So those are our coaches that want to go beyond what they can get from the experience as a coach, just go beyond the results. It's about impacting the person, right? Helping the person reach their potential, not just the athlete reach their potential. So, but, and and so we come at it from a very different uh, perspective than maybe some of the old school type coaching uh, that we've seen out there. So you've got, are you saying that's right or wrong within transformational coaching? Well, I think it comes back down to why you coach. So when you look at a coach, You've got to look at why do I coach? And there's a group of people out there that might say, well, I coach because I do want to win. I want to make money and get all these types of things. And that's fine. But for the coaches that I work with and the coaches I write to and speak to, there's a large group of coaches. I think most of coaches get into it, especially the grassroots level, to make a difference, to create a positive experience for their athletes, to help them develop skills that are going to help them on the pitch and off the pitch. So, do, they know, do they know that when they start or is that something which becomes clear? I mean, sometimes, uh, and I've interviewed plenty of grassroots coaches who find themselves coaching purely by dint of the, they were the slowest not to uh, step backwards when they were asked. Yeah, I think we all like, what well, my experience was getting into coaching was I, I missed the game and I said, what, I want to go and I want to try to give, give back and help out. I think other people get roped into it. Either way, they get roped into, well, I want to help my kids have a good experience, right? So there's there's a lot of different entry points into it. But I think at some point, it doesn't really matter whether you're like me, it was like, hey, I want to give back and help people, or you're the parent that just gets roped into it, or you're the athlete that finishes their career and says, I don't know what else to do. Either way, at some point, you really actually have to step back. And in my case, I had to step back and say, why do I actually really coach? Now, I had had this initial reason for getting into it, but naturally the sporting world brings us to a place where we're coaching for, for a little validation because we do like to win. We do like the rush and we have to come back to what is the most important thing. And that's the, when you come to your first question of intentionality, that's oftentimes the missing piece, which is I have this idea of why I coach. 
I want to make help athletes. I want to develop skills for life. I want to create a great experience. We have a vision of the team, but we the missing component is the intentionality, which is everything that I do, I'm constantly asking, is this helping me move towards my vision? Is this aligned with who I want to be as a coach and why I coach? That's a bit of a scary thing to say vision because uh, it makes you out. Uh, some people will not be confident enough to think I've got a vision. That sort of that a vision's for the uh, the the Lombardis, the uh, the great the great thinkers of the game, not for someone who's rocking up to take their under 14s team. Everyone's got a vision. I, I just started coaching my uh, daughter's under eights Gaelic football team, and I go out there and I'm like, okay, what do what would be my greatest aspiration for them? Like, what, what would make this a what, like a great year. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, you're if you weren't doing that, then we wouldn't be listening to you because that's you would have that. I'm I'm thinking that perhaps coaches would be scared to ask that question why. They they may say just a moment, if I start taking this too seriously, I might I might find out things about myself and the way I'm coaching which is going to make me not want to coach. That's a great point. I think that there are coaches out there that I, I would see like, wait, like where's where's your energy? Where's your enthusiasm? And I think they've lost sight of what setting some maybe, I don't even say a big audacious goal or vision for the team, but it's just if we're gonna show up though, why not do it right? If I'm gonna if I'm gonna dedicate two, three nights of uh, out of uh or days of the week to coaching my kids' team, to coaching this professional team, to coaching whatever level you're at. Like if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. And so you have, that's where is, well, what does right look like? And that's what the vision is. So I think everyone needs to have a vision for sure. They need to know why they coach. And when they know those things, then it comes back to the intentionality piece. Okay. So we, we, we need to have uh, intentionality. Where do we start? We've got to look back at once you, well, first off, you got to have that vision and you got to have, you got to know your why. And so when you look at why you coach, you're going to say is, from an upstream perspective, right? What are things that I can do to realize that vision? What are things that I can do to live out that why? Like if my why is I want to prepare athletes to be the best they can be on and off the pitch. Okay. Like that sounds big and audacious, but it's like, what are some things that I can do this season to create space for that, for that, to make sure that my behavior is supporting that then you got to look at it downstream and, and be reflective and, and look at the results and look at things and say, how can I continuously look to do things better than I've ever done them before? Now, th- within this, there is there must be a limited number of visions that uh, a coach can have. It, it's not, there are not a thousand different visions. I mean, within each uh, situation, there's obviously nuances. Is that is that right to say, or am I on the wrong tracks with that? I would say traditionally, I would encourage coaches when they're setting a vision to look at the experience they want for the athlete on a day-to-day, mm-hmm. the memories they want them to walk away with, and then the impact and the growth that they experience being through the program. So looking at it through growth, experience, and memories. Like those are typically the big three things, and I'm sure there's some, a lot of similarities. So I'd agree with you. Yeah, so if if that's the case, then and I'm I'm sort of guessing, uh, given your background, that Gaelic football wasn't your first sport. So you may be coming into a sport which you don't know a lot about. How are you going to be able to embrace those those sort of upstream 
visions for these these players? Because that sounds like that's quite a big ask for someone who may not be that experienced within the sport. They may be experienced in other areas of their life. If I'm hearing the question right, I would sit back and I would just even, this isn't a sport that I'm familiar with, Gaelic football. It's just at this age, what do I want these kids to experience? Joy. Just they want to come out there and this is a fun part of their day because we want them to keep coming back. What do I want them to remember about this five, 10 years from now at the end of the day is that this was a place where they met their friends, right? And they developed maybe an interest or a passion uh, for, for Gaelic football that keeps them physically active, which is what we need our kids to do. That's the where, where are you going to, where, so giving you, we're both very experienced in coaching and speaking to coaches. So we, we're quite clear on these are the things. Uh, however, there are plenty of coaches who are coming in to coach children, say for the first time, and they're going not to have the experience uh, of what that looks like in say four or five years time. How can, where can they access that uh, that sort of experience or understanding of that experience so they can start to have a, a more realistic vision? I think by asking those very, very questions of, of if I don't even have any experience coaching, zero experience, right? Why do I want, why do I want, I mean, typically it's a parent in those situations mm-hmm. or why do I want these players to be here? Why am I, why am I doing this? It comes back to a bit of that, like it's just understanding like why we are giving our time mm-hmm. and what success would look like. I mean, anybody can answer that. And then, uh, so we'll go down the line a bit. So you've been in, uh, say, involved with three, three or four years. Uh, how often you are you reviewing this vision, this in- your intention? Great coaches would look at it almost daily. They're going to come back to the vision of what they're trying to create, and then they will intentionally align what they do within that practice to make sure that you're moving towards the vision. So when so, you say intentionally align, what actions are you taking? Well, if I want them to have a great positive experience, I'm not going to spend the entire hour of a session focusing on skill development. I'm going to do stuff that the players enjoy, and I'm going to look in the, the – it could be simply looking on their faces. For me, it was just my daughter was at a session. I was like, did you have fun today? I was like, well, what did the girls think of today's? Because she's got friends in there. I was like, what did the girls think of today's? training session. So it was just simply asking them to reflect on that experience and go, well, we didn't enjoy this. We didn't. Well, it's not to say I'm doing everything is going to be about enjoyment, but I'm always going to make sure that we maybe start with something and finish with something that is enjoyable for them, but also creating connections. So the other thing I did was like, we are going to start the session with everybody having touches, fist bumps. So I said to girls, all right, we're going to have a little fist bumps or high fives start. So you got to get to every girl. And they had a blast doing that. Like you would think like something so simple, but it was like 30 seconds. And we finished the session like that as we wanted to have that physical touch, the, 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 the connection and just them saying good job to each other. So it's aligning with my vision of just the experience and the level of connections and the relationships that I want them to build through that. So whatever you do in the session needs to come back to your vision. Okay. So uh, let's, let's say you're a bit further down the line then you're, you're, you set your intention. What what does that mean? Is that in your mind on a piece of paper? Is it written out in some way that helps you become uh, better at using it? You mean set the vision? Yeah. Well, what yeah. what 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 is someone doing? Uh, they we could talk now. We could have a vision in our minds. We could walk away from uh, our conversation. What makes it more effective for me that I can then do some of the things that you've been talking about? 
I, I personally would have a one-page document that I put together at the start of every season that I, that I review. And it comes down to, and I might have some sort of vision statement or what I would call measures of success, ways that we know. Like I could say, this is going to be the best youth experience or the best under eights Gaelic football team experience in the country today. I could put that down on paper, but what does that mean? So I would have some measures of success. Well, they're going to make relationships. They're going to have fun times. They're going to reflect back on, and they're going to enjoy being physically active. I don't. And then from there, I have that document that then I put at the front of my journal or my notebook or whatever it is that's, that's for my practice plan. So I'm constantly coming back to those things that are clear reminders to me. I might even schedule out in my Google calendar or in my planner or my diary, I might say, hey, at these points, let's do some reflection. Let's engage with the parents, the athletes to say, hey, how are things going? What's going well for you? What do you enjoy about this experience? What don't you enjoy about this experience? What's the one thing we can change if we needed to to make it better? So I might set up some reflection points to come back to that throughout the year as well. So let's focus a bit on those reflection points because it's clearly a very good idea to do, but there are there are ways to do it and there are ways which can not work. What's what's the format? What's the mechanics of asking these questions? When, where, and how are you asking uh, these reflective questions to the parents and the uh, to the parents and the players? Yeah, so I I had a basketball academy I was running here at the kind of a grassroots level, and we did something very similar that we would do with high level high school teams in the states and collegiate teams. We sent out a Google form, and we sent out a Google form to the parents. Of the athletes, and on the, on the, so how many questions on that Google form? Because three, uh, three, three. All right. What, what, it, were, what were those questions, and what what were the what? How how were you able to answer it? Was it multiple choice? Was it short answer questions? Was it polls? Super short answer. What do you enjoy? What don't you enjoy? And what's one thing we can change to make the experience better? All right. That's that's it. And we send that out to at at for the youth level, being really young, we sent it out to. Uh, the parents. And I tried to have those conversations to, just with kids at the end of the session. Hey, what'd you really enjoy today? Or what's one thing that we could, you know, we should start doing that you might really enjoy. But you just ask the six, seven, eight years old kids in, in a high school and collegiate level, we send that form directly to the athlete. We want their opinion. And so and what, happens, kind of- what happens if the opinion is clearly wrong? And what I mean by that is that they are asking for things in your heart of hearts is not going to boost the the way the team works. It might be, they they might say something like, uh, we need to get a new captain or we need to uh, stop doing this. And it's clearly something's gone wrong for them. How, yeah. how do you deal with the, in a sense, the wrong answers? Because there will be some. Yeah, well, there's definitely just the value of having and knowing who sends it in so that you can follow up. And I would just get, my, my the simple answer is, Get really curious. They might be wrong, but how they feel is not wrong because that's just a reality. And so we have to lean in with them and ask questions around just, hey, tell me what reasons you have for that. Or tell me what makes you feel like that would be a good decision. And so I like to try to avoid, well, why do you think that? Because that oftentimes can feel very like I I clearly disagree with you. So it's just like, hey, I want to know more about that. Tell me what reasons you have for thinking that. 
And I would lean in and just have a conversation. And through that conversation. So can you just explain what you mean by lean in? I've, it's a, it's a, it's a great term. I just, so, uh, just needs a bit of clarity about what that means to you. Great point. Leaning in as opposed to walling up. A lot of times we can get in the defensive and we're just ready and we're stepping back and we're like, we, we are trying to argue against this point. When I'm talking about leaning in, I'm going to be really cl- curious. I might physically actually lean in if it's an actual conversation and just be like, hey, tell me more of what, what you're sharing there because that, that's obviously a concern of mine. So there's a potentially even a physically leaning in to validate what they're feeling and what they're thinking while then exploring and, and challenging them later on in that conversation by asking questions around, well, have you thought about this? And and presenting and using questions to guide them to di- a different perspective around the challenges of whatever they're suggesting or seeing things through a different lens. And that's that's what I would really be focusing on the second half of that conversation. Okay, and just uh, just thinking just a little bit more, uh, going back to the original question in a sense, is that when you when you have your vision, that's your vision. How how important? Well, it, you're gonna say yes. It's obviously important to share it. How's the best way to share your vision without then making it too messy and too unclear? Because obviously you're going to, you want to share it with other people. What's the best way to go about that? I, I think to have a really simple, clear mission or vision statement can be great. But I think we also need to allow people to put their own stamp on it. Like the team can't just be about what JP wants for the team. Owen Eastwood's brilliant in this. I think he says that the leader sketches the vision, but he allows the, the athletes of the team to color it in. And I think that having some sort of vision statement is great. So, and we want to be the best team to play for in, in or best team to play for in the country. What would that look like for you all? And then, so being able to create an opportunity early in the year to allow the athletes to then share that in some sort of team sharing, team discussion, or team activity. JP, that's great. I particularly like the uh, the sketching and the coloring in uh, metaphor for that. So uh, we'll finish there. JP coaches primarily high school and collegiate coaches. Obviously, he's a coach himself uh, and uh, right across a range of sports, rugby, basketball, track and field, ice hockey. Uh, when we talk to you, real love another four or five. So there's a lot, a lot of things he covers there. His philosophy is the world doesn't need more coaches. They need more mentors, people willing to lead, develop and empower athletes. Uh, you can find out more uh, about what we've been talking about uh, by reading The Culture System, which is on Audible and Amazon, uh, going over to tocculture.com. That's tocculture.com uh, to grab the newsletter. And also he runs his own podcast as well, The Col- Coaching Culture Podcast. So a couple of quick fire questions to finish off. JP, how old are you? 36. 36 and uh you you got uh, a, a daughter uh, that you coach and two sons yeah you coach them as well yes the second son i do the, the other one is only two so not all right yet. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no not yet uh he hasn't uh, yet been uh, he, you haven't got his vision statement sorted yet uh right okay <laughs> some uh what coaching books by your bedside uh the effective leader by peter drucker and clarity and connection by uh young play pueblo all right, Drucker still uh, still in and around uh, coaching, which is great to hear. Which coach teacher are you loving at the moment? Uh, there's an ice hockey coach at AIC, AIC American International, uh, which is just kind of outside the Massachusetts area. 
He's took them from the worst team in the NCAA Division One to becoming one of the top teams there. He's done it in a really unique way, uh, has a great vision for what he's trying to create, but is super, super intentional as well. All right. And what's his name? Sorry, Eric Lang. Eric Lang, L-A-N-G. Yep. Okay. Which team or sport or subject would you be love to be coaching at the moment? I'm sort of thinking you're going to say Gaelic football, but it might be something else. I, I really am enjoying the Gaelic football and I would be Gaelic football or it would be rugby. I, I very much enjoy since I've moved to Ireland here and obviously back in 2006 when I first moved here, I've lived here on and off, but uh, I very much enjoy following Irish rugby and what they're doing at the moment is obviously exceptional right now. So uh, who's inspired you most? Yeah, this is outside of my, I would really say at the end of the day, it's my, myself. And I know that might sound a little bit weird, but I, it is, I constantly look for inspiration from a variety of people in my life through people that I know and people that I read from. But I think inspiration really, when the, the day uh, motivation has to come from within. And so uh, I constantly am in, making choices in my life to tap into sources of inspiration or motivation that are going to continuously fuel that. All right. Okay. And what would you tell your 20 year old self to do more of? Read more, just read, 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 read. Like it's one of the best ways to find mentors, to find coaches without actually meeting them. And you can have access to some of the greatest minds in the world. Yeah. Read more, watch less TV and uh, be a lot better off. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. JP, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, man, this was awesome. Tough one. Really good stuff. Good, good. Thank you. Bye-bye.